1: Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. It's working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show.
2: Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these goats. Let's hump the fence.
1: It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast.
2: Welcome to the podcast. Jerry is out sick. Eddie Scazzeri joins me. Hello there, Eddie. Hello, podcast people. Hello, podcast people. There was a thing I wrote down yesterday when I was, um, I think I was driving home and I thought of this, or maybe it was even before I left yesterday, I was like, well, I want to talk to Eddie about this. already And that is the, uh, the concept of the butterfly effect, mm-hmm. which is the theory of, how do you know that? Like, if I go, what is the butterfly effect? How would you describe that?
3: How it's usually described is that if a butterfly flaps its wings in South America, it could ultimately cause a typhoon in wherever, the Philippines.
2: Okay. Uh, but in like modern day thinking, or not modern day thinking, but like everyday thinking, this idea of like, I, I brought this up to Jerry when I had the guy drop kick my car the other mm-hmm. week, like two weeks ago. That was really an issue of timing, yes. Right, right? Like I at somewhere must have cut him off. He saw me, thought I cut him off. Beat up my car. Mm -hmm. Had I got out of the house a minute earlier or a minute later, Mm -hmm. um, that may not have happened. It would not have. It would not have happened, right. And do you ever think about those things in your life? Like, hmm, had I left? Like, if you just see an accident, someone just in front of you Mm -hmm. gets into an accident. Right.
3: That could have been me. Yes. And that's seconds.
2: Seconds, yeah. Do you think about that ever?
3: Uh, Yeah, it crosses your mind, but I try not to dwell on it because it can drive you insane or paralyze you with fear. So it's best not to think about it, in my opinion. Um, But yeah, the the theory is that everything everywhere affects everything everywhere, even if in a vanishingly small, infinitesimal amount. It's somehow has an effect and theoretically it would extend to the entire universe where yeah. things happening in other galaxies somehow have some small effect or will start a ripple effect that will ultimately reach and impact us, which is crazy, but it's also true. And that kind of ties into the whole theory of super determinism, which is, that everything is set up at the moment of the big Bang and every interaction down to the subatomic level sort of determines what must happen.
2: So is this part of your thought process when you say things are, mm-hmm. are going to happen as they're meant to happen yes. or as they were set to happen?
3: Yeah, it's part of it. It's sort of a, an illustration of it, but the underlying theory would be the super determinism. But the butterfly effect is sort of a um, an application of that.
2: Yeah, I think of it sometimes just not even uh, only when something happens where I go, wow, I, if I would have gotten here a minute earlier or a minute later, that bad thing wouldn't have happened. But I think about it as my day is just changing, like as I'm as, um, going to feed the dog and she's being a pain in the ass and not eating and mm-hmm. I'm waiting for her to eat. And she does eat. And if I normally leave the house at straight up 3 a.m., and now I'm leaving at 303, 305, I do think sometimes, like, hmm, how's this going to affect my day now? Yes. But I don't know. Like, I, should I be thinking that way or is no, that this is impossible? It, to... It's
3: okay to, as sort of a you know, philosophy uh, experiment or a construct, to, to, to acknowledge it, but to actually dwell on it. I think you just drive yourself
2: insane. Like if I was like, oh, my God, now I'm three minutes behind right. where I'm supposed to now be. Now it's going to happen. But then we'll also hear those things about, like, uh, in particular things like 9-11, where mm-hmm. somebody who worked in the towers was running late that morning. And because they were running late, they weren't in the towers. Right.
3: Or if, you know, you're at, uh, not that you do this because you use Jack Pocket. Um, Jack Pocket. But if you don't, like I don't. If you go to your uh, bodega to buy a lottery ticket and there's someone else, oh, no, you go ahead and they get a quick pick and they don't win the lottery, but you get a quick pick and you do win the lottery. That could have been them. Yeah, it It could have been been there too. Right.
2: Or vice versa. And that happens when people gift things like lottery tickets, Mm -hmm. whether they're scratch-offs or Mm -hmm. an actual pick six or something or Powerball and then they win. And they think, no, well, well, I purchased that ticket. I have the right to that ticket, Mm -hmm. even though it was gifted. Yeah, which is not true. Not true.
3: But, yeah, and it's it's sort of, it's interesting to think about it, but it's, I think, dangerous to dwell upon. Yeah. And just kind of accept the universe as it unfolds and... It is what it is.
2: Yeah, anything like you drop your keys on your way out the door. Mm-hmm. The, those seconds, right?
3: Or we got that uh, live copy for Boomer and Geo to do mm-hmm. after the show, so that delayed us by X minutes. And what is that impact?
2: Right, and it delayed Boomer and Geo from leaving the studio mm-hmm. a little bit later than they normally right. would because after the show, instead of walking right out, they recorded some commercials. And,
3: and that email got to us at what about like nine fifty something? Yeah. Or maybe a little earlier, but if that was an hour later, then that wouldn't have happened. And what were all the factors that went into having that email arrive at that certain time with sales and our traffic department and everything else? Everything's connected.
2: Yeah, I could see dwelling on it like if if um something happened to end somebody's life.
3: Sure, like nine eleven. Yeah. Like Or that would... getting on a plane that you were late because whatever reason you were in traffic or some, you know, so something happened where you broke your leg and you missed your flight and then that plane went down. Yeah. That, that you know, that is going to really bring it to the fore, but, you know, it happens all the time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, and I do think about it when I see car accidents. I don't know why I think car accidents more so than anything mm-hmm. else, only because that's really in... That happens in a second. Right. Or two seconds, you know. And where along your day that could have changed.
3: Sure. And every day there are... Fatal car accidents. Yeah, sadly, but that's just statistics. And every one of those has a thing in it where, if I was a little late or a little early, that would not have happened.
2: You know, when I think about it too, is whilst it's playing out, and uh, maybe you do this too, maybe not, depending on your philosophy. Now, when we come into work, we we are on the parkway, or route. Do you go parkway to a yes. point? Okay, and then we make a decision of where I'm going to take the turnpike today or I'm going to go up the parkway and take Route 22 right. into the Skyway Bridge. And if you change it up some days just to change it up or you go, oh, it's raining today, this is a safer road, when you make that decision, when you're like, mm, which road do I take, do you think about it then like, man, if I get into a car accident now, I'm going to regret that I chose this way. To go to work, as opposed to the other way.
3: No, I don't, because I know, just from my own experience, that on bad weather days, the turnpike is better. It's a straight shot. It's not that the parkway is untouched or unplowed. They they take care of it, just as probably as well as the turnpike. Maybe not quite as well, but uh, or as quickly. But the parkway has more bends in it, more yeah. curves more opportunity for black ice or whatever even though the traffic is light on both places at the time we come in i just know that the turnpike it is a sh- straight as an arrow from when i get on until i get off for of the holland tunnel and i just know it's safer in in general in my opinion yeah if it my, does feel safer it does
2: it feels like on the turnpike you're not going to get deer darting out correct where on the parkway you will
3: southern turnpike you get more deer yeah yeah by the delaware uh bridge and all that because i've i've seen that and i was in a situation where i was probably a a few minutes away but i you know all of a sudden we come over the bridge going home and it's night and it's in the probably around thanksgiving time and that's a very active deer running across the road time and it happened but and we were backed up but few minutes that i would have been right in it
2: you ever just miss a deer
3: uh yes yeah yeah uh yeah i have was on our way to a wedding in new hope pa Lambertville, new hope area and driving through some of those back back roads in new jersey on your way over there because there's no interstate there and it was night, and I was in my Toyota Corolla with another person. Uh, not, my wife was in the wedding party, so like she went earlier. I was coming later because of work, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, boom. And I just had, at that time, very good reflexes yeah. and avoided it.
2: Right. Butterfly effect situation, though, right? Sure. What if you were a little earlier? Right, and I could not boom. have avoided right. it. And Couldn't that would have
3: been it. probably like
4: dot com slash Taylor Tay in the UK on the Odyssey app thanks to Republic Records this is a national contest
2: I think different you know on different days when I'm driving home on the parkway where the parkway splits and it's um, local or express Mm -hmm. I I change that up sometimes I'm like "Eh, I kind of remember in the express yesterday there was that one construction area I'll go local but the second I do it I think about it Mm. but when nothing happens, I don't I don't think about the rest of the day like, oh, I made that choice. But for that very brief second, I do think, did I make the right choice? And not for, did I make the right choice? Am I going to hit traffic on this side? But did I make the right choice? Because if I get into a car accident, I'm going to feel like, what made me, why did I switch it up? Right. And I, then you
3: just come back to it's all predetermined and you really didn't have a choice. Right. Free will is an illusion. You don't really have it, but don't worry about it. (laughs) Don't worry about not
2: having free will.
3: Right. Yeah. That's a a, a Sabine Hassan something. Why does he say, don't worry. She, why does she say that? She's like a Swedish physicist, you know, she, but she is a big proponent of super determinism, where from the moment the universe came into creation, that everything was predetermined by the laws of the universe and the interactions of particles and all that stuff so but in a practical everyday sense to you know sort of acknowledge all the time that you don't have free will is really not it drives you nuts and it's, it makes you crazy and it's not worth it just live your life and just uh pretend as if you have free will even though you don't
2: but when something bad happens then just assume that that was meant to happen
3: yes well I or mean, it was that,
2: predetermined that
3: right like everything, bad or good, everything that happens was meant to happen, and it evolves and unfolds exactly how it must.
2: It feels That's, weird when you say "meant to happen" because that makes it seem like when what you know when you hear like oh you know people always go well, oh well the, the, this kid getting cancer how was that meant to happen? More like it was predetermined already. Yes, correct. Not like
3: right. It, it wasn't. There wasn't some intelligence behind it. Right, causing. And that's, you know, that's the whole God argument. And, you know, like, oh, everything happens for a reason. People say that all the time. And that is total bullshit because, well, and I will say, you know, because their underlying message is that ultimately there has to be some good reason that God decided to have uh, this entire nation wiped out by whatever, or to have this child die at, uh, you know, 18 months old from some rare cancer. You know, that how, what? Yeah. How is there any underlying good there? So everything does happen for a reason. And my reason is not because God said so, but because that's just how the universe laid things out.
2: Yeah. My my two biggest things that I can never get past with the the God thing is, like, uh, someone was killed in St. Patrick's Cathedral. Mm -hmm. Like, someone went in there and killed somebody. Mm -hmm. Like, That is God's house, right? That and then the incredibly widespread molestation stuff in the church. Mm -hmm. I just can't get past that as far as saying bad things happen. Like, uh, if you believe in in a God and a good, you must believe in evil. Mm -hmm. I'm like, but those two situations in particular... yes. I can't and, get past. and
3: uh like oh you know free will and this, uh, you know and if you believe that god created everything well god created evil then also so what's up with that you know yeah and and people who have really um deep faith will try to explain it away but it always just rings hollow in my ears
2: yeah i mean i wish i could part of me wishes i could be like that mm-hmm because it seems like a more peaceful way to live, which is just accept that this is a thing and this is evil and evil lives and these things happen mm-hmm. and uh, it hasn't ruined my faith. But I can't, you, you can't fake that. You or, either believe yeah, that or don't.
3: Yeah, but then you can, you know, go to more if it, you want a religion or a quasi-religion. Buddhism is sort of just saying, hey, everything's just kind of happens. The, that's one of the tenets of, of that faith. But I don't even want to call it a strong faith. Is, I, I think Buddhism is more of a philosophy, and that's kind of what I've adopted. I'm not a Buddhist, I wouldn't say, but the Buddhist philosophy is one that I believe in.
2: Are you familiar at all with the philosophy of the Stoics? No. Like Stoicism?
3: Uh, I know the word, yeah. but I'm not exactly, I haven't taken a deep, Wikipedia dive into that.
2: Yeah, so I I saw this this book Gina had out. It has to be almost probably nine ten months ago. She had a, a book about the the Stoics, this philosophy, and and she's like, oh, I think you would like this. You should read this. And I picked up one of the books because it was legitimately thin. Mm-hmm. I was like, it was thin with big print. I was like, well, I'll take a look at this. And it was interesting. And then I got this book that she had also, which is like it's like one reading a day by the Stoics. it's They're dated, right? So today I'll go home and I'll read uh, January 18th. It, it doesn't have a year. Every January 18th I would end up reading this passage. Mm-hmm. And it's like a thing from the Stoics, one of the philosophers, and then the guy who wrote this book interprets what it means and how it applies to everyday
3: life. And are they a branch of Christianity? Or, I, I think or... it's
2: just philosophy. Okay. Uh, but it's a lot of like what you can control what you can't control and how to react to those things mm-hmm. so like how do how do you react to something that ultimately is not in your control and then determining which things are in your control and act accordingly for those
3: and these things that happen in your control out of your control are they large scale things or more related to the individual
2: um, Say like
3: if like you know don't worry about what's going on in the Middle East right now because you can't control that or is it a smaller
2: a smaller mm-hmm. even things like getting upset that it's raining today oh like okay y- you have no control over whether it's going to rain today or not what mm-hmm. you can control is how you react to that mm-hmm. uh, and they use this like for and they'll go back to like the Stoics and if a guy was thrown in jail and. Is he imprisoned for life? No, because they can't imprison your brain. They can imprison your body, but how mm. you take, how you um, process you being in prison, you do have control over right. that sort of stuff. Right, unless but, your mind
3: becomes a prison.
2: Yes. So that is more. I guess that's what people get reading the Bible, maybe sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Right. But then, I guess you would do your own interpreting. And and in in this book that I'm looking at, this the this guy Ryan Holiday is interpreting what the Stoics meant by this, mm-hmm. and you know, because it's written in that weird philosophy language. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're like, what is this guy talking about?
3: And this these things could have been written centuries ago. Oh yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I don't I don't know how long ago they were, but long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I don't know it's I get out of it what I think some people probably get out of reading the Bible. Okay. Which is and maybe what you are thinking or when you look at Hinduism, Buddhism, thing, Buddhism, Buddhism. What is the difference between Buddhism and They're
3: Hindu? they're similar? Yeah. Uh, I couldn't really tell you what the difference is. I I know Buddhism is is the Buddha and his teachings and philosophy I, and Hinduism there might be uh, like a pantheon of gods associated with Hinduism
2: and that's a real straight up religion
3: e, more much more so than uh, Buddhism but it's it's like an Eastern religion yeah which is not the Abrahamic you know uh, Christianity, Judaism and uh, Islam, the Abrahamic uh, religions because they all believe, in the old testament and Abraham yeah. and all that stuff. You
2: no know, it's weird though, like no matter how many times, whether it's something you're following in religion or philosophy, that you read something and it makes sense and you go, yes, I'm going, I am not going to get upset when it rains because I do have no control over the rain. Mm-hmm. You still get like I of will course. still get annoyed by the rain. Yeah. Why? Yeah. When do we learn? Like well, you, you
3: don't. It's you don't the, ever learn. It's the you know, you can learn to a point but unless you're really totally a blissful, accepting person, um, it's not, you know, you, you're you just a normal average guy. It's going to affect you.
2: Yeah. Like you it's know? been super cold, right? Right. We do not control that. No. We can control when I go to walk the dog that I'm going to wear warm gloves mm-hmm. and a hat that's going to protect me. and you know, I can take those measures. Right. And you
3: crank the heat up in the car. Yeah. But Try I, to park as close as you can.
2: Yeah. But I don't ultimately control living here, mm-hmm.
3: how cold it gets. Right. So the way to control that would be to move to a warmer climate. <laughs> Correct. If you wanted to do that. Right.
2: That I'd be able to control.
3: But we haven't had a multiple day deep freeze like this for a couple of years. Really? Uh, and it's been like where it's been like a week of... You know, between teens and the and freezing, it's been quite a while. Just probably as long, almost as long as since we've had snow, and now we're. You know, it's been almost two years since we yeah. had a measurable snowfall, and now we're going to get two and you know whatever five days. Yeah, this is going to snow tonight.
2: Is that right? Tonight? Well,
3: I mean, it's going to start at 4 a.m. Friday morning. Oh, so okay. We'll be so here. we'll be here.
2: Do you ever get, because uh, this happens to me almost every day, when I come out and it's as cold as it is. Mm-hmm. When I turn my car on and it cranks on, I'm like, huh, all right. Yeah. Because it's so cold, I could imagine.
3: Right. I. But it's not that cold. It's not like, you know, engine block warmer cold. Right. Like it is in Minnesota or yeah. Dakota or whatever. But if, I, if it gets to like five degrees, your car will be like, hey, you know there will be a little delay. I think 20, you're okay still. Yeah. You get below that. And especially if it's been for a day and then you try to, or if it's been like that over the weekend, you haven't driven, then you try to, your car will be sluggish.
2: Yeah. It's even like, it's not sluggish, but it's, it's a, it's not, it's not right. It's not like July. (laughs) It's not like July. And I'm like, "Hmm, okay. Right. All right. We're fired up and ready to go. Right. And I can definitely tell a difference. Maybe it's just in my head, like going out and out of my car versus once I get home and if I don't touch my car till the next mm-hmm. morning, it's a little longer. to.
3: Yeah. And and on those, if it's like below 15 degrees. Yeah. I uh, Despite what Jerry says, and he may be right, I don't know. I will give it at least a minute.
2: Oh, yeah. Before you put it right in gear. Uh-huh. Yeah. Jerry loves to like start yeah. the car and... It goes, boom, time. writing gear, gone. Yeah.
3: Now I'm worried about oil and yeah. just let it get a minute. Because it doesn't take that long to get it up to whatever viscosity it needs to be. At yeah. To protect your moving parts. But. Viscosity. Yeah, you need the viscosity. Mm-hmm.
2: All right, let's do the warm-up show. Sure. I did that with uh, Peter Schwartz. You did. It's all right.
3: We don't know tomorrow if it'll be Peter Schwartz. It'll be CeeLo. It'll be Jerry. Probably not Billy Jocalone. But we don't know. We don't know. These are things that we can't control, Al.
2: We can exactly. We cannot control it.
3: It depends on how Jerry feels.
2: And it's already been predetermined, and probably. If
3: Jerry feels better, mm-hmm. but it's not a hundred percent he may decide and say, Hey, I'm gonna just take this extra day. Perfect, right. But we don't know this. We don't know yet. And then again, it's all
0: predetermined. It doesn't
2: matter anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. See See you. You.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.